take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Welcome back to From the Pit. And we are here with an interview. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Ronan Kaufman. I am a vocalist for band Zombie Apocalypse, among other things. But that's the that's the context for this interview, right? So, <laughs> yes, uh, Zombie Apocalypse. Anyone who listens to the fucking show knows I was really fucking amped <laughs> when you guys finally put out uh, a new recording after what fucking fifteen plus years last year. Yeah. It was it was something like that. That's the number that we generally worked with because <laughs> we're old and we can't quite remember all the years exactly, but functionally fifteen years. Yep. Actually fifteen years ago yesterday. Um, oh, as shit. of as of this interview. So yep. Oh no shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, wasn't uh, just the other day, uh the, the well, one it, would be, it would be six I'm sorry, it would be sixteen years this year. Last year it was it was yesterday was the anniversary of the release of the record. So anyway. Sorry, ah, okay. So, uh, man, after all that fucking time, um, I mean, I was fucking psyched on it, but why now? You know, why not? Uh, we, um, we, 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 it's not that we didn't want to do Zombie Apocalypse, it's just that, like, it was always a side thing, and, uh, the circumstance of other bands that people were in and people's lives and things, it was just not a priority. And then um, about five years before Life Without Pain became like a thing that we were actually going to do, Dellen uh, said to Fox, like, I've got these riffs. I think they might be zombie riffs. And it sort of coalesced around that. He was definitely like the spark that relit the band because he had these songs. And so unlike previous releases um, where Matt wrote basically everything musically, uh, this release was really split down the middle between Dellen and Fox uh, writing the songs. And I think that that new dynamic sort of made things more interesting. And to be honest with you, like when we went to record it, um, we had zero. We didn't know what was going to become of the recording. We had no one interested at the time in putting it out. We didn't know. We were just doing it out of pocket because we had the songs and we wanted to do it. And we figured if someone wanted it, that'd be great. But it wasn't the point. Um, and... I think that that was like really healthy, you know, for the the creation of the 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 music, um, because it it was like no pressure, and no expectations, and no no nothing that we had to follow up and and have a stronger follow. It's not like we had just had a really awesome record or cycle, and now like we had to avoid a sophomore slump. It was there was no <clears throat> there was nothing but like let's have fun and make a record, and um, I mean. A shit ton of work went into it. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't like all like shits and giggles. Fun is fun is relative, but um, you know, I, I don't think that we necessarily knew what was going to come of it. But we found some opportunities to play some shows. So again, we was like, why not? And there was interest in the band. I think that people. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I had no idea if anybody would. We were all sort of like, who's going to? You know, the running joke when we were making this record which we really liked was that like, wow, this record's really good. Like all 12 of our fans are going to love it, you know, like <laughs> because we don't, we don't know, you know, it's, it's, I'm not really, I'm not involved with music in a full-time way or even a part-time way at all anymore. Even though I used to do like 
you know, journalism things and I would uh, develop content for other bands and things like that. Like I haven't done that stuff in years. And like, you know, time has sort of moved on a little bit. Most of the guys in the band are in their forties, you know, and, and I think Fox is like 73 or something. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he might be 74. I'm not sure. I might have that wrong, but uh, it it was, you know, it was sort of like we, we exist in a vacuum, you know? And, um, I have to say, like, it was really cool doing a record again because things were totally different. You got to remember the last time we had a release, like your social media consisted of like a MySpace e-card situation. You know, Um, there was there was no streaming. There was no, you know, I mean, just when we got the old records on Spotify and Apple Music, I was like, holy shit. You know, I felt like I was Indiana Jones dusting off a a relic (laughs) and putting it on a shelf. Um so it was it was cool because it, it was like a totally new thing, like doing a band in 2019 and 20 versus having done it last time in any function for me in 2004, you know, totally, totally different. I can't say the same is true for Matt Fox. You know, he's been he's been consistently involved. But like um, so so I guess like it's a very long answer. Your question was, why now? And the reason the answer is, well, we're friends and we had the time and we love each other and we wanted to make something we thought was special. You know, that's why. It's a great answer. <laughs> I mean, that's that's perfect. That's what I would want it to be. Um, you know, it, it was crazy for me. Like, I, Zombie Apocalypse was always kind of this, uh, always kind of this this little mystery to me. Like, I, I, I knew about you guys. I think I heard about you a little too late, but like, um, Shy Halud is my all-time favorite band, and here's this fucking side project that I didn't get to catch uh, back in the day when I was younger. And like you said, social media didn't help. Like, there was nothing back then. You couldn't just go online and be like, oh, where the fuck are, like, when are bands coming through town? It was a pain in the ass. Mm. Right. Um, so, you know, I've been listening to the records for... 15 some years uh finally getting a chance to see you guys last year was was wild uh, especially seeing how it's you don't seem to be plagued by the same lineup issues <laughs> that Shiloh is I mean well first of all thank you so much I'm very grateful that for you you know uh fe- you know feeling like there's a connection there with the band and and taking it so far as to like you know participate w- w- when we play we don't play very often so like having not caught us when we were around is really like probably the standard because i think we played a total of like 15 shows before this current cycle if that maybe 12 shows like we weren't we just didn't play very much but um i'm sorry you're you're (laughs) i responded to half your question but i'm old so i forgot (laughs) what you were saying um Sorry, man. I'm blanking out here. Oh, uh, about the you know, <laughs> Shai Halud is uh, is long oh, and oh, somewhat the lineup con- issues. Yes, yes, the lineup issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're partially so we suffer. I mean, actually, Zombie has had a lot of of different people. You know, like we've had a lot of drummers, and um, I mean, the core of it, me, Matt, and Dellen. So, so originally, the core of it, as I considered it at the time, was me, Matt, and Matt. Matt Fletcher. And then Dellen was brought in during Spark to do some backup vocals. And then he came back in a more substantial way during the second EP, the split that we did. Um, and over time, like 
like especially with the new record i mean the re- this new record was sort of like a new level of of sort of c- contribution from him um and so he sort of and matt fletcher moved back to oklahoma so there's still this core of like me and matt and i think fletcher is always in zombie apocalypse as far as i'm concerned but Dellen really stepped up his what he was contributing and although he was there from the beginning pretty much uh the the imprint of him on the band is much much more substantial on this current version of the band um and i gotta say like it really adds uh adds something to the band i think one of the record the reasons this record is for us feels like a a successful piece is that um there's this balance between the songwriting and this is my opinion i don't know if either one of the other two guys can say this because they 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 see it from a different point of view but like in my perspective the the success of this record musically not including my contributions has to do with the contrast provided by the styles of those two songwriters right because matt fox's songwriting is very distinctive mm-hmm. like yes. you if you know shy halud and you know his sound you know the like within seconds you know or you know someone's trying to imitate him right <laughs> yeah um it's just very distinctive and I think that in his own way, Dellen has sort of like evolved his own signature style. It's a much more metal, like sort of like, um, it's just much more metal in my estimation. Um, but the two of them together sort of like added a new twist on zombie. Like it made it more aggressive. I think Dellen writes like harder, harder riffs, you know, like, um, and the contrast between the two, it's like anything like contrast is what make things, what makes things interesting, right? Like in food, in visual art and in music. And, um, it's a 15 minute record that for me feels like it goes on forever in a way because it goes so many different places. And like, I can say that and, and say it from a place of like reverence and like admiration because I had nothing to do with writing those riffs or that music, you know, <laughs> I, I, I come in and they're like, here are the songs. And I might say like, hey, can we make this part like a measure longer or a measure shorter? Or right? I've definitely like made a couple suggestions that nibble at the edge, right? But like when I hear these songs, when they send me the files, I'm like, holy fuck, I get to write to this? You know, this is like mind-blowing to me that I get to write to this, you know? What a privilege. And it's so, and I think in the band, we all have a healthy admiration for one another and you know what we bring um and i gotta say you know when we were recording tales i don't know if this is as true as it is as it was when i first said this like 10 12 years ago or whatever it was 15 years ago but we were in some kind of argument while we were recording and it was like a really bad argument and uh it was like everybody in the band was yelling at each other and i said i was like you know if this was a real band that was together all the time, like living in a van together, I would never do this band. <laughs> never in a million years, you know? I think now it's different. We're all a little older. Everyone's evened out a little bit, you know? Um, but it's a it's a cool... Look, man, I you know, I don't do this shit for a living. I do it because it's like human expression, contribution to the environment around me, like getting my shit out and trying to make something that shreds, you know? Trying to like do right by my idols and and maybe 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 
transfer some of the inspiration that I was given to someone else, right? Like as a conduit. That's how I look at it. I don't speak for anybody else in the band. But for me, it's it's like, it, who gets to do this? You know, who gets to make a record? From my point of view, where someone sends you like insane riffs and says, write what you want, say what you want. And then people actually listen to it and like it and come and see it and buy it. Who gets to do that? So it's an enormous privilege to me. You know, like I don't take it for granted at all. And because I don't do it for a living, I think the way I look at it is maybe a little bit different than what people who do band, who are really trying to make it in a band the way they see it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's a point of conflict in the band. You know, like I'm definitely the guy in the band who like does not give a shit about how successful we are. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to be successful in terms of like having a real impact on people's lives. But like, I don't really care about like <laughs> a lot of a lot of other stuff that comes with being in the band. Um, but I mean, we're super stoked about right. We're writing another record right now. And we had a great time playing a few shows and like we're super happy with with um, in general, like the way the record was received. So, you know, we're going to try to do more. Nice. Uh, man, I, I end up with more questions as we go. Along. I, know, I know. I got to get this one out, though. So. Um, so I guess going back more to sort of the root, um, um, the band's name Zombie Apocalypse is that it, it, like. We always ask, you know, how you got the band name. I feel like, um, you know, is it that zombie movies are an easy expression to relate, like man's like 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 strife, or is that looking too deep? Well, you're not wrong, but you're not right. I'll tell you exactly what the, the deal with the name is because okay. the name, like when I'm talking to people in my real life, and they're like, "Oh, you're in a band. What's your band called?" And I have to take a deep breath and like be like, <laughs> "Okay, just just hear me out," you know. Um, so before my time, Fletcher and Fox were in a conversation somewhere, and and Fletcher said to Fox, "I'm I'm really truncating this part of the story because I don't know the whole thing," but Fletcher said to Fox once, "Wouldn't it be awesome to have a band called Zombie Apocalypse?" Like that was the origin of it, and this was at a time when there was nothing called Zombie Apocalypse except an obscure Mortician record, and that was not informing what Matt Fletcher was saying at all. They didn't even know about it <laughs> until later. Put a pin in that fact for a moment, okay? Remember that. There was nothing that they knew of that said zombie apocalypse. So I was in a band called Try, Fail, Try at the time. This is 1999 or so. And we played a show with Shai Halud in New Jersey. Shai Halud had never seen us. I was a Shai Halud fan of, of some measure. Um, but, like, wasn't, like... I didn't know all the words, right? <laughs> I was just like, I liked what I heard. Um, and after we played, Fox came up to me, introduced himself, and we went out to dinner uh, with other people from like the area. We all went to a diner, and me and him became friends. And then he contacted me after listening to Try, Fail, Try, and having seen our band, he really liked our band, and he liked me as a vocalist. And he was like, I you're perfect for this thing that we want to do called zombie apocalypse, which previously had been called Boddicker. Yes. Which is, uh, yeah. So a couple of the original songs were Boddicker songs. Boddicker never really happened. So he was like, we have this idea, this band zombie apocalypse. It's a silly band. 
he was like sure to make me know it was like a silly fun crazy band but i'm not like super into a silly fun <laughs> like l- like lyrical approach if i have the opportunity to do some of the things i was talking about before like i'm not a stick in the mud but like i like my aggressive music to have like a certain flavor to it you know i'm like a hardcore kid so um and also i'm i like thinking man's punk rock man like i love bad religion you know i love uh i love jesse michaels as a lyricist from operation ivy like these guys were like writing things that were a lot more than just like punk lyrics you know um and so i was also a big fan of this band ink and dagger from philadelphia yes Um, holy shit i haven't heard that name in a while (laughs) all right i was a huge ink and dagger fan i was a philly kid before i uh moved to new brunswick i grew up 20 minutes outside philly uh and some of the first punk shows i went to when i was a kid were like crud is a cult and and all the pre ink and dagger kind of bands were in that mix and i was an ink and dagger fan and i really liked although i didn't necessarily um like everything about the band what i really liked was the metaphorical lens through which everything got poured and i i took that and i sort of changed the way it worked and i turned the band zombie apocalypse into a band where every song would have thematic touch points of reanimation the end of the world uh things coming back to life uh examining you know, the fear of death, the fear of the end, all all sort of like the great things that you can pull out of both the imagery or concept of a zombie as well as the, the conceptual um, like uh, uh, trappings of an apocalypse and everything that comes with that. Like there's so much to mine in both of those concepts and all all relatable to things that I care about deeply. So socio-political personal issues and, and sort of like, you know, the meat on the bone of being alive. So I took the idea sort of from Ink and Dagger in terms of like theming the band a certain way. But I kind of like, because Zombie Apocalypse was already an over-the-top thing, I just took that and matched the volume of it to the over-the-topness of it. And it was cool because... I felt like I hit on an idea. And what's even crazier is that, like, when we went up to record, when I uh, took the train up to Poughkeepsie to record Spark, when we did the first record, like, I was still writing lyrics on the train on the way up. I thought I had everything worked out, and there were still a couple trouble spots the way I was writing where, like, I couldn't get it, couldn't get it. And at that point, also at a point during uh, Tales Told by Dead Men, and then also at a point during Life Without Pain, there were these moments where, like, I just had to come up with something and it appeared, you know, like it came out of me. So I don't know, like it's a, it's a, it's a really, um, it's a, it's, it's sort of like a happy accident, you know, zombie apocalypse. I, I think the thing of it is this, like restriction and confinement is good for creativity, right? Boundaries force you to be creative. And it's a challenge to make every single song have some sort of, even if it's just one word, something that touches the zombie apocalypse sort of like well of reference, you know? And I got to say, there have been a few songs where it's like not really zombies, 
right? Maybe it's just death. Maybe it's like there's a song on the the record called Witch Press. Yes. Um, and that's about wit. Like, I'll tell you about that song in a moment. But like that song is like a great. I actually, is it okay for me to use that song as an example? Yeah. Sure. Can I can I tell you about like all right? So Witch Press. It's like a song like a lot of people kind of overlook on this record, which I I understand because it's basically like a grind song, and that's like the hardest thing we have to offer. But <laughs> I went to Salem, and uh, I did all the Salem Mass Witch tourist stuff with my family about two years ago, and learned a lot about the Salem Witch Trials. And you know I'm a school teacher, so I pride myself on having like a good base general knowledge. But I was really kind of shocked how I didn't know the details surrounding the Salem witch trials. And um, what I learned was that, you know, it was sort of like a public mania, like sort of like Satan, Satan worship fever in the eighties and sort of like some of the conspiracy stuff that's going around now, like the really kind of obtuse stuff that people are believing uh, now because of, of things that are available on social media. <laughs> and, during my time in Salem, I found out that like the way they killed witches was that they would like pile stones on them until they died of being crushed to death. Right. So I wrote witch press uh, from the perspective of being crushed to death by stones, being accused by a witch. And the song is about how like, please keep piling the stones on me because I, I cannot bear being so heartbroken by this world we live in that this is what you're doing to me. I can't believe people can treat each other this way. P pile the stones on and kill me. You know, you got me wrong. I'm not a witch, but you're so fucking crazy that I just can't deal anymore. Right. And I think that that song was like a really uh, for me was like a magic zombie apocalypse moment because like when I was there and I was like learning all this and I was sort of like imagining the scenario and like the crisis of epistemology that like we currently find ourselves in as a society, meaning like, how do we know what we know? How, how are we informed? Like what informs us and why do we think we're right? Right? Like it was like, I felt it so seriously. I, I felt it in my chest. Like I was like, Oh my God. Like, and and I, I think this is a place where, like, me and Matt Fox have always differed. Like, one of his most famous lyrics is, words cannot express my disappointment, right? Yes. Like, I always think about, like, how that's not me at all. <laughs> you know, like, I am not that guy. I am, like, words cannot express my hopeful optimism is more me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, like, in the moment when I was writing Witch Press, like, I felt like I understood Matt better. You know, because it was like finally something got to me where I just shook my head and I was like, God, we're rotten. You know, like what's wrong with us, you know? And and so like in that respect, going back to your question, the frame of zombie apocalypse is like a gift because the restrictions sort of like it, it's like a lens that you use to look at the things around you and it allows you to see things in a certain way. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but after writing like whatever 20 odd songs for this band over the years, like that's the best explanation I can give. No, makes perfect sense. I mean, honestly, it's the thoughtfulness and I honestly didn't really, I never noticed necessarily the dichotomy between the two of you, but it's that, it's that poetry in musicality that draw, that draws me particularly to, you know, both zombie and uh, Shai Halud. 
I appreciate that. I have to say a point of pride for me is that, you know, Matt lets from the beginning, let me write the lyrics. Uh, there were a couple songs. There've always been a couple songs written by other people. Um, but like in general, I write the words, I arrange the vocals, like all that. And knowing how particular he is, it's an enormous privilege for me to be able to participate with him and to generate that dichotomy, you know? And it's, it's like, we we're pretty open about like, you know, the difference in our, our lyrical approach. But again, it's the contrast, right? Like, contrast is delicious. That's why, have, have you ever put salt on a piece of watermelon? You know, like, it makes a watermelon sweeter. Yeah, I, I mean, it's funny. You, you keep bringing that up both in the lyrical content and musically. Um, and I do think there's more contrast on this album than any of the previous works. Uh, it's funny because... I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. When uh <laughs> that was my door. Sorry. Ah, okay. I a, a door. Sorry. No worries. Um it used to be when I was trying to explain zombie apocalypse to people, um especially at the time, uh there weren't many bands that were genre mixing quite as much as you guys were. So I'm like it's it's kind of hardcore and it's kind of it's kind of a grind band, but also like not and it's uh there, there was definitely other than witch press. There's definitely not a ton of that, that grind element anymore. It feels uh, almost more cohesive, despite there being more contrast. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm. <laughs> it's hard for me from from sitting inside to dissect it like entirely. But I think the thing that makes it stick together is that between the metal or songs that Dylan writes on wrote for this record and the more sort of like punk vibe uh and you know informed stuff that that fox writes my vocals are and Dylan's vocals are you know the same on all the songs in a way right so it's like like we, i think a lot on this record there's an arc of songs it's witch press and brave digger than uh bullshit destroyer it's a grind song a melodic punk song and like kind of like an old school or hardcore song you know yeah. all, all in a row but it's the same vo- voices so it's like the same thing does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean i i, all, I every, wanna... every, everyone's going to everyone's going to criticize my set those songs Right. And I'm going to get shit from somebody about calling each one of those songs one of those genres. I guarantee <laughs> I, it. Listen, anyway. all, all we do is talk about genres here, and I'm sure it's uh, we've lost a bunch of different <laughs> listeners because we called something the wrong thing, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, so going back a little bit, I remember uh, I mean, one of my favorite releases to this day is The Tale Sold by Dead Men Split. And uh, mm. I remember at the time being kind of excited because I'm like, holy shit, there's two bands that are kind of approaching like hardcore and metal with this uh, with this sort of um, concept of zombies. And I, I there right. was always a part of me that had hoped that more bands would take that cue and never seemed to happen. But um, send more paramedics you know coming from the uk how was it that you guys ended up linking up for that for that split you know what i'm gonna be completely honest like we had very minimal interaction with them there was a record label from the uk called uh 
uh, in at the deep end records and they still exist. And they're like a larger mid-level independent label. And seven more paramedics is one of their bands. And we just kind of got a cold call from the guy who ran the label. Um, and he was like, I, I see you have a zombie band. I too have the guys in a zombie band. What do you say? And, you know, we were like, sure thing, you know, um, I think there was actually some hesitation about it, to be quite honest, because although you would have liked to have more zombie punk rock bands, right. I'm not sure everyone in our band would have liked that. I'm <laughs> not fair. sure. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I can't say for sure that specific people would or wouldn't have, but like, I definitely would have been like, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. And I, I enjoy their, their side of the record. Um, personally, I know this is probably going to bum you out. I'm not like a big zombie movie fan. I'm not even a horror movie fan. I actually hate horror movies. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, in general, think it's cool for people to be in bands, you know? And if you want to be in a band that's like a zombie punk band, that's cool with me. Like, it doesn't affect me, you know, like whatever. I think if we were like a band that was like trying to make it, I think that might be more of an issue, right? Like you're stealing our idea or this town's only big enough for the two of us kind of thing. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I don't think there was like much of an opinion of it either way other than like, yeah, sounds cool. Another record. Someone's paying for it. That's great. You know, like if someone wants to subsidize my art, I'm I'm like unless you're like a Nazi or a meth dealer, let's talk. You know, like I'm I'm interested in I'm interested in your vanity project. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say other than that. Like, it's it's, it's you're no one's going to make a million dollars from zombie apocalypse. I think that's the other thing that like I know there's a ceiling to how much someone could exploit me <laughs> with this band. You know what I'm saying? Like that's fair. Please, please try. You know, like, that'll help me right now. But, like, otherwise, don't get your hopes up. Um, and 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 so um, I didn't know anything about them. That's, like, a really long, crazy answer to your question. I know. Um, but it was cool. I mean, I will say this. For me personally, it was a little validating at the time. I was like, cool. Like, we're not the only ones out here, you know, trying to do something along these lines like they make us look a little less marginal and foolish you know <laughs> but otherwise i don't think there were any strong opinions about it i do know that we were very thankful to our friend joe oz who ran a independent label called hellbent records and he did the u.s release of that record and um out of pure love and probably took a loss on it and uh yeah that's uh yeah I, I i was always curious about that now i know <laughs> yeah it's not much of a story man i mean we we never played a show with them we never met them i don't think any of us ever like talked to anyone in the, the band um it was just sort of like mutually beneficial maybe that like the label i think also you know it's possible that the label from the UK was like, whoa, Shai Halud side project, you know, like that'll help my zombie band, but their zombie band totally possible. I don't know. It was, it was like 2003. But, uh, yeah, man. So 
Man, that's a, a huge information dump. I've been uh, so amped on this fucking interview because, like I said, so much of this has been kind of a mystery to me, as, as big of a fan as I am. Um, so I really, really appreciate you taking the time to, to come on and talk to us, man. Oh, dude, thank you so much. And, I mean, I appreciate the interest we all do. Um, I know that, um, you know, we hope people stay tuned and, and – are interested for whatever we do next. We have a couple specific kind of things in mind that we're doing. So um, hopefully they're able to come to fruition, especially given the current circumstance. Uh, but yeah, man, thanks. Thanks so much for, for giving me an opportunity to tell some of these stories. We were like a pre, you know, not like pre internet, the internet was a thing, but not like it is now, you know? Yeah. So a lot more, a lot more people have, will have access to, uh, to this interview than, would have the first time around for sure yeah man um yeah it's uh i'm brain farting right now i apologize but uh no no no. i'll uh i'll try to uh (laughs) the next time you guys play a show nearby i'll uh i'll try to make sure i i remember the lyrics for bastard shit bastard so i don't get called (laughs) out for it (laughs) Did you get called out? Yeah, yeah. In, uh, by me? No. By me? No, not by you. Um, but uh, it was at the, right. uh, oh my God, it was at the Trenton show. As long as it wasn't me. I'm not going to ask who it was. I'm not <laughs> no, I got a kick either. out of it. Uh, it's all good. That was a fun show. That's cool. I didn't, I, I, I didn't realize until you said at the beginning of the interview that you were at that show. That was a cool show. Interesting show. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, unfortunately, I had to bail like right after you guys finished because it was a shit night in Trenton, and I had my fucking car parked in the middle of uh, a not so great neighborhood. But uh, yeah, I was right. glad I could at least catch that set. Dude, thank you so much. I mean, it's it's like I said when we made this record, we were like, no one's gonna care. You know, who's gonna care about this? So it's very gratifying to like you know, make some, some human connections and, and sort of like talk about cool, fast record shit. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm trying to end it. Uh, we, are you there? <laughs> yeah, it's all right, man. So, uh, I would love to, I mean, I've, I don't want to keep losing you and it's just going to get more chaotic. Um, I've got 10,000 more questions for you and everyone else involved in the band. Um, so, if, you know, there's ever the opportunity. We'd love to have uh, any of you guys on the show or have you back on the show. Um, we we really, really, really appreciate yeah, we do. your time, Dude, you know, on a Monday absolutely. night. I know that sounds it can be great. rough, but uh, yeah, no, let's work that out. We We really appreciate it. But uh, thanks for coming on, and you're, uh, you said you guys are working on new material. Any sort of ETA on that? Uh, we, have, uh, we have another record that's like about halfway written musically. Um, there's a concept for this record. Uh, there's a name for the record. Um, it's going to be a thematic shift for the band. It's going to sound a little different. But still zombie. It's gonna be awesome. We're excited. I'm really excited about it. I gotta tell you, the name idea the idea for this record, I came up with the idea for this record almost twenty years ago. And it was a record I wanted to do with a band that was like a make believe band in my mind. 
and we're taking that idea and we're doing it with zombie and it's going to be awesome. So, uh, I cannot give any more details in that because okay. it's just, it's, it's, but it's going to be different and, uh, but the same. And we are, we are at work. Like it's not a concept. It's, it's happening. Like we're currently working on it. If you could see the look on Phil's face, it's yeah, the excited it's... face. <laughs> Very, very, uh, very excited to hear that. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you that it will be. Okay, that's well, it. it it just <laughs> the call just dropped again, um, so fuck me. We're gonna we're gonna let you go. Get on with your night. Um, is there anything you wanted to plug before we uh, before we ended the interview? Two things. Number one, uh, people should. Well, it's actually really just one thing. Uh, people can follow us on Instagram. It's Zonby Apocalypse, Z-O-N, as in Nicholas, B-I, Apocalypse. Um, and we're on Facebook, too. Um, and uh, that's really it. I also want to plug um, human compassion and understanding and patience. I'm a big plug for that shit. So big ups to that. That's it. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk. Ah, thank you, man. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Hell yeah. For real. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it, Mike. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bye, Jeff. Take care. See you. Bye.